Hey friends, glad that you tuned in today to Creation Speaks, my podcast. Gleanings from my journal. So I've been reading George MacDonald lately and uh, some really good teachings. And the section that I'm in has been talking about the rich young ruler, which if you don't know the story, I would encourage you to go and read it. That's about a young ruler who came to Jesus and basically knew that he was missing something. What must I do to have eternal life? What am I, what do I need to do? And Jesus through a long discord basically comes down to telling him to give all his wealth. He was very wealthy to the poor and come follow him. Well, the man had a lot of wealth and he, he went away sorrowful. And he was also taking a look at um, the disciples. I mean, disciples had seen Jesus multiply the loaves and fishes twice now. And after the second time of Jesus doing that, they were getting ready to leave. They were getting in their boat. And Jesus warned them of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. And they got all kind of bent out of shape. Um, they started reason, reasoning among themselves, talking and thinking, you know, it's because they had only brought one loaf with them. And they felt like Jesus was after them because they hadn't prepared for their journey. We'll kind of look at those things. But it's interesting. George Mc. Donald says, with the disciples and with the rich youth, it is things that prevented the Lord from being understood. So in my journal, I wrote, lay down your load and come follow Jesus. What things are keeping you from really understanding and following Jesus, understanding the love the Father has for you because God, the Father, loves us more than m most of us can even begin to comprehend. And I wrote the question Do you know the Father loves you? Now, one thing that I've struggled with in my Christian walk is doubt. Not so much doubt about who Jesus is, but doubt about the reality of his work in my life. Did I really believe like I should? Did I really trust him? Did I, and that can send you in a terrible state. There's a passage that George MacDonald said. It says the mere mention of leaven through the floundering afresh in the bog of unbelief and wow you know what the littlest thing can throw us in just a bog of despair and unbelief and that's what it comes down to do i not trust that the father is good and he cares for me 
that what Christ did on the cross was sufficient for all things. And so here's a, um, a quote that I wanted to share from George MacDonald. He says, the disciples forgetting who the Lord of the harvest of the earth cannot understand his word because filled with the fear of a day's hunger. And then he did not trust. Now this kind of reverting back to the, the rich young ruler, he did not trust in God as having given. The rich young ruler failed to see his riches for riches that God gave him in the beginning anyway. Was God not able to, from that point on, if he gave it all away, not to take care of him? God, God gave it, but those riches had him. They were his idols. They were his trust. And so he did not trust in God as having given. And they, now back to the disciples, they did not trust in God as ready to give. Did they not? In they failed to mention it, and that's what Jesus would say. He says, why do you reason because you have no bread? Did you not yet perceive nor understand? Is your heart still hardened? Having eyes, do you not see? <laughs> do you not see all that God has done? The, the feeding of the multitude, multitudes twice now. And everything that has been taking place since the disciples had been following Jesus do you not see? And, you know, even looking at our own, you know, introspective of our own lives, looking back, do you not see all that God has done? You fail and you're still holding on to those things that unbelief or, or not trusting God. He says, and do you not remember when I broke the five loaves and the 5,000? How many baskets full of fragments did you take up? And they said, well, 12. And also when I broke the seven for the 4,000, how many large baskets did you take up? And they said, seven. How is it that you do not understand? Now, the, the leaven that Jesus was speaking about was unbelief, not believing God. The, the Pharisees were fighting against what God was doing. Jesus, the Messiah, was on the scene. He was fulfilling what the prophets of old had been speaking about, the coming Messiah, now on the scene, and they were striving against God. They failed to see. And so Jesus is warning against that. Don't miss what God is doing. Um, so back to that passage, they did not trust as God as ready to give. God, he, he's, he provides. Do not see it. We are like them when in any trouble we do not trust him. It is hard on God when his children will not let him give. You know... God loves us so much. And I think we fail to see so often because of what, what, is, what is the thing, the care, that would so quickly cloud our understanding 
cause us to end up in a mire of despair, a bog, a swamp, stuck in the mud. You know, Ben, I read today Jeremiah 29, beautiful chapter. And what Jeremiah 29 is all about is they're captive. So Jeremiah is still in in the homeland, but a lot of people have been taken away captive and they were in Babylon. Now, there were prophets that were basically not, they didn't like Jeremiah. They were saying, don't listen to, you know, lock them up kind of thing. And, uh, Jeremiah was saying, Hey, you're going to, you're going to be there a long time. And he tells them to, you know, plant, plant gardens, raise families, you know, kind of settle in, be a part of the community and know that God, he loves you. You see, the whole thing is they, the reason why they were there was they turned away from trusting God. They were going after the gods of the land, living for pleasure and being dishonest, being hateful, being hurtful, seeking their own ways. Because when when we lose track of God, we, we begin to try to manipulate situations. We begin to try to make things happen ourselves. And you know what happens? When that happens is people get hurt. You take advantage of people. You do things that you shouldn't. You begin to try to fill a void in you um, by pleasure. And so now they're in captivity. And they're in captivity because God loves them so much. Because they were self-destructing. And so... They had to go through a painful process of being uprooted and taken into Babylon. And, you know, sometimes difficult things come into our lives, but it doesn't mean that God does not love us. God is breaking that hold that we have, that self-destructive way. He's, he's, he uprooted the people and brought them into Babylon. And there he's saying, you know, and that's the verse. You've seen this probably quoted somewhere. For I know the thoughts I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Wait, what? We're captives in Babylon. And it's interesting in that passage, it's, you know, it's the king of Babylon that got his troops together and and went and got the gathered people up and brought them back to the land. But in that passage, if you read it, pay attention. It says that it's the Lord that brought them there. You know, God was in complete control. Yeah, God may have used the king of Babylon to to go do this, but ultimately it was God. And not God because he hated them. It's like... But his love, he he wants to redeem and restore. So he brought them out. And he says, hey, this is going to be your home for a while. A lifetime. He said about 70 years. It's going to be your place. Now, there were prophets that were carried away too that were 
saying, no, 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 we're going to be back in our homeland, our promised land, you know, maybe they were, you know, don't listen to, you know, they were just sitting around idle, not make, you know, but Jeremiah's, no, 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 you know, put down your roots, pray for the, the city, pray that God would bless it for the peace of the city and raise your families, plant your gardens, you know, God is going to do be with you. He loves you. He cares for you. And the day will come when he will bring you back to your promise, your homeland. But you're going to be here a long time. And, you know, difficulties come into our lives and, you know, we like them to go away pretty quickly, but they don't always go away. But no matter where you're at, the like the rich young ruler, he failed to see the riches that God had for him. He was so stuck on his wealth and and really didn't know that, man, God had so much more for him. The disciples, on the other hand, were so concerned about a short little distance into their future, they failed to see, man, God, he, yeah, he can take care and he's, but there, but there was unbelief there. For me, I can fall into a gloomy state because I fail to see the goodness of God. George MacDonald says, Tomorrow makes today's whole head sick, its whole heart faint. When we should be still, sleeping or dreaming, We are fretting about an hour that lies a half-sun's journey away. Not so doest thou, Lord. Thou doest the work of the Father. We have no reason to be troubled, but we get troubled. Hmm. And he goes on to say, but thou knowest it is difficult because Jesus said, after the rich young ruler went away, the disciples were like, well, who then can be saved? And Jesus did say that it is almost impossible. With man, it's impossible, but not with God. God with, it, with God, all things are possible. But thou knowest it is difficult. Things pressing upon every sense to believe that the informing power of them is in them unseen, that out of it they come, that where we can decry no hand directing a will nearer than any hand is moving from within, causing them to fulfill his word. Help us obey, to resist, to trust. There are things that are difficult, And it's things, it's things that send us in panic, in that bog. And we can but just pray, God, help, God save us. May our eyes, may the the hardness of our heart, may that ground be broken up and made useful for the master that we might trust him it's not something you go out and 
do. It's not, it's, do you believe and, God, and pray, Lord, God, help me to see the love that we might know the fullness of the love that God has for us. Man, there's so much. It is so much. And I want to end with this one little thing that I wrote in my journal. And, you know, you think about if you go through and read the Sermon on the Mount, the very first sermon that Jesus taught, there's a lot of very challenging things in there. But, good. And, but when you read it, you would say, okay, well, yes, this does make sense that it's good. But when it comes home, it becomes difficult. But I wrote, if I have not loved as I should, if I have not, if I have, if I have worried about tomorrow, if I've held back my hand from good, it is because I did not trust in the goodness of the Father. We want to hold on to what we have because we really don't know if we can trust the Father. We don't love like we should because we're not trusting the God to take care of us. We're fighting and clinging and trying to exalt ourselves, trying to get that position or whatever at work or make ourselves look good. Because we feel like we have to do something instead of, oh wait, does not God take care of me? Does he not care about the cares? Will he not take care of, oh yeah, he, he fed the multitudes twice now. Is he not going to take care of us today now? Of course he will. Or for the rich young ruler, I don't know, I got a lot of stuff. Well, don't you trust, realize, first of all, that, well, God, do you not know that God gave you this? And we may think, well, no, I worked hard for this. Ah, but it's God who gave it. Ah, just like, and sometimes the Lord has to take us into, you know, for the, for the people of Israel and took them into Babylon. God was in it. He wants our trust our, to know that I know the thoughts I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. To the rich young ruler, do you not see the riches that Christ has for you? And he's pointing to, and, and, and Jesus even asked, the rich young ruler, you know, because of when the rich young ruler came up, he, he said, good teacher. And Jesus says, why do you call me good? Why do you call me good? Do you not see that I am from the Father and the Father's in me and the Father is good and he's going to take care of you? You are rich. You lack nothing. 
but all you can see is this right here. And so God, like George MacDonald said, help us to obey, to resist, to trust. May you have a blessed day. Well, thank you again for tuning in to this episode on Creation Speaks podcast. If you want more podcasts and devotions, head on over to our website, creationspeaks.com. And there I, I do a lot of writing, I post audio and video, and then I also do some of um, my woodworking. So a great way to support this is I do handmade wooden pens, coffee scoops, and other items. And, uh, you know, just I enjoy um, making things, sharing, and I hope through it all that you might find in some, some encouragement and know that you're created in the image of God. As a believer, you've been redeemed and God started to work in you. And I hope together we can grow together. Again, thanks again and talk to you next time.